Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 122. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Bilil Springer. It's that time of the month again where you can catch up on anything you've missed recently. We'll discuss some of the latest Forest FM episodes, product updates, interesting survey findings, and everything else in between. So, grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Killian. It's good to be back in the studio. I was just saying, it's so weird that um, you're actually sitting here beside me and we're both sharing the same mic. I know, it's been so long. Yeah, so we don't have to talk about the weather anymore because you're in the same country. (laughs) Exactly. However, I was uh, watching the Brenny Brown documentary. Well, it was kind of like a conference. It's the one on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Netflix special. And uh, after that, I looked her up and, well, obviously she has loads of best-selling books and stuff. But there was one in particular that I wanted to get into Dare to Lead mm-hmm. uh, so that's probably going to be on my list coming Her soon newest one isn't it I think so yeah yeah because yeah. I remember reading a few of those books in college but I haven't quite got around to this one yet it's a good recommendation uh, I mean I'll, the, the I'll let you know show. the I Netflix mean, show yeah. it was absolutely fantastic got me laughing crying all the things all the emotions in about an hour <laughs> Right. Sounds like a good Saturday night, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, the other one I actually had a look into, I think I stumbled upon it with like Amazon recommendations, was um, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Cal Newport, yeah. That was actually the first book I downloaded on Audible. You listen to them more than you read them, do you? Yeah, yeah, I just find it easier because I don't really have much time where I can sit down and read things. I'm usually always kind of like out and about and doing stuff, so audiobooks is the only way I can get my education in. So unless authors have a voiceover of a book, I'm probably just not going to get around to it. <laughs> so you're going to listen to Jay Williams' uh, audio version then? I just heard a snippet there, and I have to say, audio quality is key when it comes to stuff like this and a good narrator and he he has both I suppose I'll give it to him yeah but that Cal Newport one yeah I would definitely recommend that it was good for another way kind of everyone's in a I suppose we're all in a world full of noise and distraction at the moment yeah and it's how do you actually just sit down and just focus so he has a couple of strategies in there kind of the monastic approach the bimodal approach the rhythmic approach and the journalistic approach the first one you could probably guess what that one is straight away like a monk yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) it's just like do cabin in the woods sort of vibe Um, just go and hide for a few days just lock yourself away then he's got the bimodal one which is similar enough but it's more just kind of lock yourself in a meeting room for a few hours until you get the work done Mm mm-hmm then he's got the rhythmic one, which is basically the Pomodoro effect, which we all know. You just yeah. kind of chunk your day. And then the final one he has is the journalistic approach, which is essentially his, like, the last ditch. You use every ounce of free time you have. If you're sitting in an airport, if you're waiting for a bus, you're using all of this to get your deep work down. But one thing he does mention, which you'd really like, is uh, productive meditation. Ooh, you tell are, me more. Yeah, I do a lot of meditation. In your meditation and stuff yeah. like that. Well, this is more productive. So he talks about it in his book where we're so focused on like think and think and think and trying to solve problems. That's what you're doing with your um, productive meditation. So if you're standing in a queue or if you know you're got, your bus is going to be half an hour, try and solve really complex problems just mm-hmm. to kind of train your mind. But on the flip side of it then, when you're like really trying to solve something out, that's when you should kick back and just relax. A lot of famous inventors actually did this. Thomas Edison was well known for it, where when you kind of get stuck in a rut thinking something, just put your feet up, lay back. And I think he had like uh, steel balls that he used to kind of play around in his hand. And he'd let himself get so relaxed where your mind is essentially switching off. I love this idea. I, I, love, <laughs> I do this every now and again. 
where you just essentially switch your mind off and nearly fall asleep. So when he dropped the balls from his hand, that's when he'd have to come back to life. And then usually he'd have that solution or that answer. It would trigger like some sort of yeah. neurological... Exactly, because yeah. we're thinking of this stuff subconsciously and then we're forcing ourselves to overthink it like consciously. So if we just remove the conscious element of it for a second and just let that subconscious kind of work away and you go and look at something else or focus on something mm. else, you've had more time to just refresh the thought. Yeah, I guess it's true though. I was As you were saying that, I was like, there was a problem I was trying to solve it was actually around the podcast and um, I couldn't figure out how to do it and it had been about two three weeks I was thinking about this mm-hmm. I went over to some friends we had like a really lovely dinner I was walking back home the streets are really quiet especially in my area there's nothing going on and <laughs> I just had this oh I know, yeah. yeah. And I think there was one person walking by who just looked at me really weird because obviously I'm just kind of screaming on the street like, oh, yes, finally, I get it. It's so (laughs) typical. It's like, I don't care, I'm going to throw it out there. It's those aha moments you have when you're in the toilet or you're in the shower. (laughs) That's usually when you come up with the solutions to life's problems. It's true. (laughs) It's those places where you're last thinking of something. Yeah. And that's when it comes, it springs to mind. It's brilliant. Um, Oh, well, you're making me really excited to read this book now. Well, I think I've just kind of given it all away and the big one for you his final point is switch off at the same time every day ah uh, yeah <laughs> so half five switch <laughs> off because that's I suppose that's that downtime where yeah. you're saying kind of you're removing that conscious and subconscious mm-hmm. and if it's really important it'll spring to mind and then the next day you can action that so yeah I think I've kind of I don't, pretty much a solid one there so I haven't been keeping up on my books but I've been able to educate <laughs> on, on previous books so well thank you I'm I really appreciate that, that one <laughs> you should I'll do the audio version soon for everyone exactly so what do we have in product updates you usually do a section on this in the monthly roundup yeah, so this month we actually have two things at the moment. So for anyone that has been using the new email marketing editor, that's now going to be the default email editor. So if you open up Forest and you go to marketing, you'd see kind of marketing campaigns and a blue button saying view campaigns. Mm-hmm. That's how you'd access the email editor. That's now going to be defaulted in Compose Email. Now we have the SMS marketing editor. It's basically built on the same sort of technology. Web-based and like templates and all. Exactly. For anyone that's used the new email editor, the SMS Composer, it's accessed in the same way. So you click create campaigns. Only this time, instead of email editor, you're going to have a choice now to do the email or the SMS Composer. When you go into that, you'll see your preview snippet where you can... I'll actually just go into it as I'm talking about it here. It probably makes a bit more sense. You'll see when you click view campaigns, you'll see your list of previous campaigns, any drafts are completed. Click the blue new campaign up on the top right and see here now you have the choice of the email or the SMS. So this is kind of playing on that whole thing of I want to create a campaign as opposed to I want to do an email campaign or I want to do an SMS campaign. So they're kind of working in tandem here now. Yeah, and with the email anyways, if say you don't have the email addresses of certain few of your clients, which we know happens quite often, Mm -hmm. you can actually fall back to SMS. Absolutely. I think we could like, what's that campaign we had? You could fill three jumbo jets over of clients whose phone numbers you have in comparison to email addresses. Because think about it, unless you're booking online, it's usually the the phone number that you're requiring for an in-house booking. So you're always going to have the majority of those because SMS confirmations, reminders, like they're basically essentials. So yeah, I go into the composer, 
similar to the editor again there's a lot of comparisons here so you're going to hear me saying similar a lot <laughs> but you can create your own uh, SMS or there'll be SMS inspiration so that bit's coming soon you're going to have templates uploaded there and I believe they're actually going to come from the marketing department again so when we go in and compose again same technology you can use copy and paste there'll be the spell checker you can add pre-composed links for things like online booking services staff you'll also have your character counts and message counts included however the first thing you'll probably notice with those character counts and limits is it starts around 137 the reason being is because the opt-out link is automatically included and it's region specific so if you're a salon in Ireland, you'll always have that opt-out link included. That's yeah. those missing characters there. But if you're in the US, you'll only have that opt-out on the first message. Yeah, so you're actually compliant with any data protection law, depending on your region. So GDPR here in Europe, but also the spam can act in the US. Yeah, it's all taken care of. Then, because you've spent all this time on your campaigns, you're going to want to make sure it looks right before you send it out. You're going to want to make sure your, your links are working. So there is that test functionality. You can refine your audience. So we will have filters and targeting included in there. Then finally, to confirm your SMS, just because there's always that little bit of, like if you've ever used a MailChimp <laughs> one, you've got that sweaty monkey paw. Yeah. So you just kind of need to really be sure about your message that it really reads true and that this is going to make an impact for the recipients. And finally, we have the reporting success on your SMS. So with the email editor, you could check the opens, clicks, and how much revenue you generated from a particular client in that campaign. You have the exact same thing with the SMS now. So then moving on to the recent Forest FM episodes, the first one we had this month was with Amanda Olusanya on developing individual greatness or finding your Michael Jordans. Yeah, exactly. So finding your Michael Jordans, this was based off of the coach Phil Jackson, wasn't it? Where if he was to focus on fitting Michael Jordan to meet the team standards, Michael Jordan would never have shined as much as he did. Mm -hmm. So how do you play on that A-team mentality? Like... Every salon, according to Amanda, has the A, Bs and C players. And I think that actually extends further than the salons to pretty much every company. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Your C players are the type of guys who... Bad attitude uh, and... They're just there because yeah. it's, you're getting paid. Your B players, they're your majorities. They're yeah. going to be the guys who are committed, but I suppose they're just not on that like shining star level that the A players are. The, the B players are the ones we write the, she was saying, the handbooks, the policies for. You know, you, you want to help them perform at the best of the capacity but they still need some form of guidance at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Like, not so much hand-holding, but, like, they like procedures, guidelines, yeah. things in place. They know where they're going. Uh, as for the A players, it's probably best to just have a listen to a few of these clips. But what I really want to talk about and start the conversation around is I think it's really important to talk about what team we're creating. And I believe rather than building this idea of a team and making everyone fit into this idea or this box, I think you really should um, build individuals into a great team. The reality is C players just suck. <laughs> there's, there's really no other way around it. You know, basically they're low producers with bad attitudes, right? 
B players kind of make up the majority of the most of our companies. They come to work, they have great attitudes, but they need encouragement, they need guidance, and they produce what's asked of them. The A players are the ones, this rare few, who kind of go above and beyond. You know, they come up with their own ideas. They'll offer to implement them themselves and kind of want to kind of push the boundaries a little bit. And they far exceed their goals. You know, you give them a target, they either hit it really quickly or they go beyond it. And so, again, the conversation isn't around this majority of great people or good people, if you will. The conversation is more around this few outlier. How can we leverage them and pull out more greatness out of them rather than stifle them and trying to put them in a box to fit into this 80%. And then the next episode we have, and I'm pretty sure this one is a, it's a long time coming. It's definitely one of the top concerns for anyone moving software nowadays. Yeah, well, for many, you know, even just opening a salon is a scary experience. And once you run, say, your business for, I don't know, 15 years and you've been using the same tools and the same providers it is going to be scary to switch over if you decide to go down that road. And it's normal because our brains consider what we know to be far safer. So we decided with this episode, there was no better people than Paul Kiersey, the Forest onboarding team lead, and Will Houlihan, the Forest brand ambassador, to talk about the different stages of a client's life cycle in Forest. So how do we ease those concerns? Because the two of them are probably going to spend the most time with a potential Forest client talking about this subject. Will will explain how easy and simple it is and what the journey is like when you become a client. Where Paul is there in the thick of it, him and his team, they're the ones that are actually going through this migration period. The guys are doing this in their sleep. They, they make it as seamless as possible as they can. So look, I mean, let's just listen to Paul and we'll talk about it. One of the more common things that you'd hear from a lot of salons is is the, the kind of the nervousness or, or the natural kind of daunting scenario of moving from something that you may have been using potentially in some situations from 10 to 15 years over to a completely new software. We tend to be quite work very, very close with salon owners or, or any of the clients that, that sign up. Uh, and we just need to make sure that we're, we're as clear as possible um, and, and that the salon owner understands all of the steps that need to be done in between the process of signing up to the software all the way up until the date that they go live. Even with pen and paper clients, we actually handhold and work through the process. We, If they have a list of their clients, it's either on a spreadsheet, we can take that, convert that in into it. One thing that's really important is to make sure that your team has all of their up-to-date information in the system and just talk to other salon owners, like really understand, you know, what, what they're, you know, what they've done, how their experience has been with Forrest, you know, to help to relieve some of that fear that they have. And then more recently, episode 121 was titled Workforce Ready, Defining Your Career Path. And this was another discussion with Forest staff. So this time around, we had James Mulcahy, software engineer, and Denise Gill from the education team, who's an online trainer. Yeah, this was an interesting one. This one just came up out of discussion, and the episode ended up being just a discussion. Yeah. And it was weird. We said it on the day we kind of felt like we were interviewing each other too. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Well, it was like a round table, I suppose. But at the end of the day, you know, when you're out of school and you're ready to tackle the world of employment, finding your career, finding your path, it's kind of hard to make sense of anything really because 
it just all seems like a blur. Things do fall into place eventually, but it's that transition period, again, <laughs> the fear of change, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's that transition period that makes it really complicated to navigate. And I think the four of us coming from such a different background is what made that episode unique. I mean, like a lot of the episodes we do here are targeted towards salon owners. And well, obviously, because it's the salon owners podcast, but it was a nice way of taking a step back in time and going, how did you feel making that move from, was it college and apprenticeship, internship, preparing yourself for the real world, for your first professional career, finding that career path, but also like what is going through the head of someone who is coming to you for their first time job? Yeah. Like when you're interviewing them, because we're so prepared for our career fields in the sense of learning skills and development, but nothing prepares you for that interview. <laughs> like, and that's what we all agreed on. It's it's the interview. Um, and we even said, like, you should probably read up about interviews because if anything, it makes sure you are on top of what you should know. So I guess there's no better way for you to get the gist of this episode than by letting you hear a few snippets. Because I was trying to figure out, like, what company would be a good fit for me. And I think what it boils down to is experience is the most important thing. The main thing that brought me to Forest was the fact that I had used it um, in multiple salons that I had worked. And from making a change to going to work in an office from a salon can be quite scary. And it was more the fact that it was um, familiar for me, but as well as that, reading through the values, um, going through all the different jobs. It's B2B, but really it's talking to people. That's what really drove me to Forest, that every day in here, you're not talking to a business, you're talking to individuals. And it comes back to that, you're not just another cog in the wheel, per se. In college, you're like, oh, you're really good at this and you have your certificate, but when you're going for a job in the hair or beauty industry, it's a lot different than a normal industry and it's quite overwhelming. As you go on, you do get a little bit more confident in it, but still, it's never really what you expect going in at all. The only way to get better at interviews for me was just to do a lot of interviews and really understand what are my good qualities and what are my bad qualities and rehearse questions as well. Just be yourself and if the company thinks you're a good fit, you're a good fit. If you're not a good fit for that company, you'll be a good fit for a different company. Okay, so now it's time for the blog. What have you got for us? Yeah, I'm not going to get into more than one this time around because this one is actually quite interesting. Um, recently, we got a request for some website advice and it got us thinking, what exactly are people looking for when they visit a salon's website? How can you make sure that your customers choose your salon over a competitor if they're shopping around? So first, we surveyed our social community. So as you know, there's the Let's Grow Facebook group there that people have joined through either 30 Days to Grow, Retail, week, uh, all these different opportunities, right? So we put the question out there, what do you think your clients want to see on your salon's website? And we got a few interesting uh, comments. The ones that came out the, the most often, I suppose, were things about your salon story and values, information about the salon owner and the staff, uh, service lists and menus, which makes sense. <laughs> you would definitely want to see that. And making sure the pricing was up to date. So we took that and we decided to push it one step further. We sent out a survey to salon customers, so to your clients. <laughs> we broke our questions down into two categories. First, we asked what features or pages people wanted to see on the website. So 56% of people wanted to see 
a good up-to-date contact page so location contact opening hours those google map you know add-ons and stuff i suppose there's nothing worse than like the first thing you do when you're checking out a business opening hours you, you go to google so you've got the reviews and the opening hours and there's nothing worse than being lied to it drives me mad yeah <laughs> uh so there you go salon customer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, then 40 percent people said service list and accurate pricing accurate pricing in the sense that a lot of clients would have gone to a salon thought that they were coming in for a cut at a certain price point or whatever treatment it was right and ended up having a bill that was completely different uh, so just to avoid any surprises really then 32% were all about online booking 27% about deals and promotions 8% were looking for products for sale online so that e-com aspect um, then 4% were looking for blogs uh, news discussing new styles trends in the industry all that sort of stuff the one that I thought was actually the most interesting was the online booking. So it's becoming increasingly important for salons. We all know this. Um, 32% of salon customers also flagged it as important. But this is also confirmed by some of our most recent research, which actually shows that 46% of bookings happen online when salons are closed. That's close to 50%. Yeah, well, A booking out of two. I mean, like the next time I want to get my wax done, I'm not going to do it over the phone when I'm in work. Fair, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to book it online. Yeah, and even more than that, when we look at the age breakdown of our survey respondents, 36% of millennials, so 35 to 34 years old, and 43% of Gen Z, so the 18 to 24, say they want to see online booking on a website. So think about your target audience. Who's your ideal client? Do they fall between those age brackets? Because if so... It means you probably, and if you don't have online booking, it means you're probably missing out on a lot of clients at the end of the day. Yeah, and a good way to know that is by having your client cards up to date. So if you could manage to get each client's date of birth, I don't know how you'll go about that, but it's always a great way, not only for targeting for birthdays, but for finding this sort of information. Yeah, super important. Then we asked exactly what information people wanted to find when they visited the pages on your website. So what information is important? 46% of people said that reviews and testimonials from real clients were extremely important. That's um, the first thing I just said when I'm go go yeah, exactly. going to Google looking for the reviews. Exactly. And of course, we've been talking all about the online reputation manager. So if you are using Forest and haven't really looked into that section of the product, you can email our grow team and they'll activate that for you. Then 36% of people said that before and after pictures of past work was very important to them. 29% wanted detailed descriptions of each treatment or services. Then we went down to 24% that wanted images of the salon's interior, which makes sense because that's where you're going to be spending maybe an hour, two, three, if you're getting your hair colored and cut and blow dried and all of that, you know? I mean, like, look, you're getting pampered. You want to be in a pampered environment. Exactly, yeah. We actually have a recent blog on this that was released this month. It was by Julie Lee, How to Win at Designing a Salon, Even Your First. So she touches upon those points. So if you're looking for more information on that, I would strongly recommend going to the Forest blog and having a read at that article. Then the two last ones come in very close. So 16%, 15%. The first one was info on products used for sale in the salon. And then staff bios, photos, achievements, awards, which is, you know, also kind of self-explanatory and pretty intuitive as well.
So that's the overview of this blog on Salon websites. Uh, if you want more information, there's loads more details on this. The blog's called Your Customers Tell Us Exactly What They Want to See on a Salon or Spa Website. So you can check out forest.com forward slash blog to have an in-depth understanding of these survey findings. Before we move on, um, Jay Williams Eat This, Not That, a leader's list of ingredients to create better communication video series has now ended. The last one was published a week ago or so, and it was all about commitment versus compliance, which really boils down to emotional engagement. And as you know, we've promised you an episode with Jay specifically on that topic, so we'll be back with more information on that. It's going to be coming in the next couple of months. Yeah, look out for that one. It's going to be another good episode. Yeah, definitely. Thinking of switching salon software companies but fear the migration process? How long will it take? What happens to my staff and clients' details or my roster? Look, when you sign up for Forest Salon Software, it's our mission to transfer your data from your previous provider smoothly and safely onto your new one, us. Manage, market, and grow your business with Forest Salon Software. Visit forest.com for more details. So moving on to the second half of the show, or what we used to call the second half of the show, it's a bit just after the, the podcast and the blogs, we're going to be discussing forest events, upcoming events. Usually we have Sinead Carroll who comes on to discuss all this sort of stuff, but she's now over on the state side. So we said we'd bring it a little closer to home. Now we have a new hire here who's going to take care of events on this side of the pond, Abigail Walsh. Abigail, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an honour. An honour, yeah. <laughs> so you're literally, like, I'd say two, three months you're in the door? Yeah, about two months. Get my foot in the door and, you know, trying to wrap my head around all that Forrest does because Forrest does a lot of events, yeah. um, very exciting stuff. Um, so yeah. what are your, I suppose, your roles and responsibilities here now? So I'll be looking after the events in PR um, in the UK and Ireland um, since, you know, Forrest has grown kind of so, so big now um, we needed someone really on the ground in the US mm-hmm. um, as well as here in the UK. Um, so yeah, it'll be um, a combination of kind of Forrest run events as well as um, sponsorships and the PR kind of side of things as well. So part of the marketing team and yeah, I think it'll be good fun. Okay, so I suppose what events do we actually have coming up? Yeah, so we've actually got quite a busy schedule in the month of July. Um, there's a two-day event on on the 7th and 8th of July in Wales, um, which is hosted by David Barnett, who runs the High Performance Stylist um, Coaching. So it's the Next Level event. That's the name of the event. So Ronan, actually, our CEO, as I'm sure everyone knows, he's actually going to be speaking at the event um, on the 8th. Um, so I think that'll be fantastic for us to get involved. And I think it'll. I think the event sees about 100 kind of salon owners. So it'll be fantastic for us to get involved and have Ronan there. And we've actually had David Barnett on the show a few times. That's right. And he's also part of the Salon Mentorship Hub. So yep. definitely going to get a lot of value out at that event. Absolutely. I think it'll be fantastic. So I'm very excited to see and hear all about how that goes. Um, and then on the same day, actually on the 8th of July, we've got another event that we're attending as well as speaking at. Um, and it's Salon Life, uh, which is in London. Um, so it's a one day event. So we're exhibiting, um, but we're also speakers. Um, so we've got two guys from our development team um, who'll be, um, you know, doing a talk at the event. So is this kind of a mix of like conference and trade show? Yeah, or? it's. I would say so. There's about 100, 100 to 150 um, salon owners, you know, hair and beauty, um, an entire mixture. Um, and yes, yeah, so it's, it's a bit of a smaller version of a trade show. Mm. Um, 
and then a conference at the same time. Is this the first time that we've gone to this event? Yes, it is the first time we're doing this event. Uh, um, I thought I don't remember hearing the, it before. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that'll be really good. It's the first time actually the event has ever happened even. Mm-hmm. So um, it's exciting to see the outcome of that. Uh, so we're very excited to be part of that. And that's kind of July. But we do have a very exciting event coming up in August, um, which some people may may or may not be interested, but hopefully interested in. Um, of course, uh, I'm of, sure they'll be interested. Of, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's um, Conscious Hair and Beauty, um, and it's an event run by Forrest, and it's talking about sustainability and wellness within the salon industry. So that's taking place on the 18th of August in London. Um, tickets start from about £100, and, um, £100 plus VAT uh, per person, um, and I think it's going to be a great day. It'll be a half-day event, some really great speakers talking about wellness and mental health and sustainability within um, the salon industry. So the sustainability, is that going to be kind of like moving a bit more eco-friendly? Is Absolutely, it? yep. Yeah, so, because I know Ronan has been very keen on that for the last few months and we have had Jenny Lawson on the show discussing about she was like the first 100% eco salon in yeah, the UK. Yeah, so she's actually going to be speaking at the um, at the event. So um, we're really excited to have her involved. We've also got, um, you know, kind of industry experts. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Dr. Denise Baden, who is a professor at the University of Southampton, and she specialises her studies in sustainability in salons. So I think it'll be a really beneficial day for salon owners who are interested in taking steps to become a little bit more eco-friendly. Yeah. You know, they'll be able to get the knowledge from her She's a, she's the right one for the job. Well, everyone needs to do their bit. There was a recent survey out there about how our current consumption of even just like meat and with the energy and stuff, like it is destroying the earth. Absolutely. And everyone's always yeah. like, oh, it's the one thing where I've got no impact. But actually you do. It just takes a couple of people to start making the switch now, switching off lights. That's exactly it. And yeah, it's it's the little things. So I think I'm really hoping that people can take something from the event, mm-hmm. even if it's just little changes that they can make to the salon, because really if every salon owner made small changes, yep. um, it'll have a huge impact. So so how do I get on board this? How do I get tickets? Um, so there's a link to get your tickets on the Forest website under the events tab. So mm-hmm. you'll see Conscious Beauty, just click on the link and it will take you to the payment um, tab where you can just you know, buy the tickets, put in all the details and we'll follow up with all the kind of event details as well um, on the day. But so it's a, a 9.30 start on a Sunday, the 18th of August, bright and early um, until about two o'clock. So a nice half day event. Um, Excellent along, stuff. Along the Thames. Along, nice. Lovely view. Nice <laughs> lovely scenic. view of the, of the Thames. <laughs> Well, that's brilliant. That's all of the events for July and August so far then, is it? Yep, that's correct. And plenty more to come in the pipeline, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, listen, Abigail, thanks very much for joining us for what's going to be the first of many talks. Yes, very excited. Thanks for having me. No problem. So that was Abigail Walsh. Bit of competition now on who we get on the show next time, Abigail or Sinead. <laughs> well, I mean, we possibly could get both at the same time. One's covering the US, one's covering the UK. We could do, but you got to keep it spicy. <laughs> <laughs> So what do we have next? Forest Academy? Forest Academy, yep, that's right. So we're delighted to announce it's the official launch now of Forest Academy, your one-stop education show. You love that spiel. (laughs) I do love it, yeah. So how it's going to work is it's going to help, I suppose, the just like what we were talking about with the software migration or transition in the last few episodes and recently in this, is about making your onboarding with Forest that bit more seamless where we're now going to offer self-taught training so you can actually get up to speed with your forest system in your own time so you can either make that as fast as or as long as possible but a lot of clients they're flying through it so far the feedback has been great so what is involved in this it's interactive online and on-demand training 
There's Learning on the Go with our downloadable app, a library of regularly added and updated courses, interactive forest systems, and best of all, you get your Forest Academy certificate. At the moment, we're just rolling this out to US clients. But if you are a Forest client and want to get access to Forest Academy, just email training at forest.com and we can get you set up. Sounds amazing. And it's great to see that, you know, we're moving over from the beta to actually rolling it out. It's great. I personally love it. I, you know, I do the courses. <laughs> uh, the, the feedback so far has been phenomenal. And I think it's that speed as well. It's, yeah. When people become a client, they just want to get the forest system now. They just want to do training as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. But it's just not always possible to have availability in time. So this is the alternative. And like I said, the feedback has been phenomenal. And on that, actually, what I found was the best part of the whole self-taught aspect of it is that, you know, if you only have, say, 15 minutes in the day in between two appointments or something, Mm -hmm. even if you don't complete a full course, you can still complete a section of a course. So you're always keeping busy. You're always learning a few little tiny bits here and there, and you can put it into, you know, uh, parts of your day where you don't have any appointments or anything like that. Absolutely. I mean, like the the main course that we have is for, it's the very first course you do when you become a client and it's called like Getting Started with Forest. It's composed of seven modules and each of those modules are only five minute long bite sized segments. So one example is booking appointments, it's a five minute course, editing appointments, five minute course, end of day cash up, all these little parts where you can jump in and just do what you want to do now. Yeah, essentially you're not having to go through a full hour hour and a half two hour course it's just a little bite size and you do what you want to learn now yeah it's fantastic and speaking of other learning opportunities as usual I'm going to plug the salon management course so this course is a free six week program hosted by business strategist Valerie Del Forge and it is designed to develop your managerial and leadership skills so I've been talking about this for a little while now you can sign up to that with the link in this episode's show notes as well as that we have the salon mentorship hub as always which is a place to connect so whatever you're struggling with in the salon from you know customer service to social media to finance to whatever it is really we've teamed up with industry coaches and consultants so if you head over to salonmentors.forest.com you can book yourself in for a free 15 to 30 minute consultation on a topic of your choosing there are a lot of mentors working with us on the hub but recent ones who have joined are Susie k brooks ryan power and kim cray uh, kim cray who is based in australia So to book your free consultation, again, head over to salonmentors.forest.com and no, you don't need to be a forest client to avail of this opportunity. It's open to everyone. So that's all we got for this week, guys. And as always, if you want to share your thoughts on this episode or have any suggestions, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We genuinely love feedback and are always looking for ways to improve the show. Otherwise, have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.